Christmas. I've been waiting for you. You know, Christmas is always my favorite time of year. And I'm glad you're here in my living room to enjoy it. <laughs> Mrs. Claus must have made the cocoa this year. <laughs> now, at Christmas time, we all have our favorite things, but mine is singing Christmas carols. The Wrestling Life. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. This is episode 287. This is part one of our two-part year and review show where we're going to be talking all about what you, the listener, and our Twitter followers think are the best wrestlers, matches, shows of the year, and, and even more. Uh, but uh, when I think about 2021, first of all, I should introduce myself and say that I'm Liam. And uh, my name's Ethan. Hello, we're here. And, uh, and when I think about 2021, Ethan, I think that there is so much to talk about. Yeah, and there's always so many things we can't talk about. That's right, right here on the first and the only wrestling podcast. Yeah, that's your, so, thing. That's your thing. I didn't want to say your thing. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you leaving it to me. I, uh, it's, it's, it's something that I stole from another podcast that doesn't have anything to do with wrestling. So there's very little chance that anyone will ever figure out what podcast I stole it from. Anywho, we have, we have lots to talk about with our best of 2021 polls that I run every single year. And we are going to kick it off. Number one, number one, first poll here, Ethan. And let me just say, this is a poll. I don't expect you to have any thoughts or opinions in. It is the best female wrestler of 2021. Hmm. <laughs> you're really living up to what we we discussed before the show and off the air which is that uh i i say a bunch of names and uh that's that's the other way this show is known to us privately is it's the show where i list a bunch of names and while ethan goes mm, yes or mm, i don't know and we do that for for a half hour and so we're, we're kicking on off with the best female wrestlers i will go through our our nominees i uh i did mul- multiple sort of semi-final polls before doing uh, the finals earlier uh, last week uh, by the time you're hearing this but uh, our best female wrestler poll we had quite a few options we had Liv morgan we had charlotte we had thunder rosa we had sasha banks we had raquel gonzalez we had dr Britt baker we had diana Perazzo, and we had bianca belair and the winners of those respective polls were, in fact, Dr. Britt Baker and Sasha Banks, who faced off in a final, which I think is really fascinating, uh, which resulted in a pretty big landslide win for Britt Baker, um, which I did not see coming, if I'm being honest. And maybe this is my fault for making it so uh, uh, ambiguous. <laughs> about what exactly I'm asking for in this category. But I, I always think when I say best performer or best wrestler, I'm thinking mostly in ring because we also do separate categories for promos and stuff later in the polls. So, but maybe people were thinking of like total package. Uh, this is your, this is your Luthes award, I guess, if you're, if you're doing the observer awards thing. 
So Britt Baker winning female wrestler of the year. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs down. Britt Baker, <laughs> Britt Baker does not have a lot of good matches. Britt Baker is a fantastic character. Britt Baker doesn't have a mm. lot of good matches. Uh, Sasha, yeah. Banks, Sasha Banks has a lot of good matches. Bianca Belair has a ton of good matches. Uh, Bianca... WWE spent the first eight months of this year making, doing everything in their power to make Bianca Belair, and they spent the last four months of the year doing everything in their power to unmake Bianca Belair. <laughs> it's been very effective uh, as well, I think, as, as evidenced in these, in these poll results, because I thought it was we were a shoe-in for a Bianca-Sasha final here. Um, but yeah, I think, I think those last four months may have hurt Bianca in, in certain people's eyes because yeah I thought it was Bianca's year easily I think the in-ring and the and a character that people are behind the big high profile Wrestlemania main event with Sasha um and and ha- you know she had good matches with Bailey on TV she had good matches with with Charlotte and and Becky that uh didn't maybe have a great result to them um at least if you're a fan of Bianca's but yeah I I personally would have probably given this to Bianca but I think Sasha would have been a fine choice. You know, Britt Baker had the the hardcore match with Thunder Rosa that everybody loved, and I liked a lot too. Um, but outside of that, uh, I couldn't really name you another Britt Baker match that I thought was even like really good, much less great this year. Um, so yeah, I uh, I think we will both uh, politely disagree with with the listener's choice in this our our first category. Stink, you're wrong, stink. <laughs> Uh, oh man but yeah so we uh elsewhere in this we of course have our second poll of the of the thing and that is of course the best wrestler in the male division much less interesting if we're being honest uh but we do have a an interesting eight people in that poll and in that poll this one was a little bit tougher i think because there's some obvious themes that belong in there and there's a couple of guys who are like yeah, they could be in there, but I, I wouldn't necessarily put them in there. But the eight we settled on, uh, I came up with. I tried to go across a few different promotions here. We have Kenny Omega. We have Roman Reigns. We have John Moxley. We have Shingo Takagi. We have Brian Danielson, uh, Big E, MJF. And I was really hoping he would win because I thought it might make you angry. Uh, Matt Cardo and I threw him in there because he was the, the renaissance what? man of the Indies in, in 2021. Was he, but, uh, was he really? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yes. Yeah. So anyway, thankfully for you, uh, Matt Cardona did not win. Brian Danielson and Shingo Takagi. Uh, Shingo Takagi beat Roman Reigns in his particular poll. Beat Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, and John Moxley to uh, to make it to the finals, where he was defeated by Brian Danielson. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down for the listeners voting Brian Danielson as the best male wrestler of 2021. I don't I don't know, man. He wasn't there for he wasn't he wasn't wrestling for four months out of the year. Um, so there's that. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of good matches when he did wrestle. But again, I I I just the criteria for this is never um we've never established real criteria for this. And so it's like, well, if if it's who's the best technical wrestler or who's the best bell to bell, I'm not gonna argue with that. If it's who, wh- who is the MVP of their promotion, I think it's Roman Reigns pretty handedly. 
if it's who won or who had like the best matches as a world champion for over the course of a year, then you got to go with Kenny or Shingo. Like I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, uh, without establishing the criteria, I can't, uh, nitpick this too much, but I will say that Brian Danielson didn't, didn't wrestle for like four and a half months out of the year. So I would not put him at the top of any year end list, uh, as far as an individual performer goes. I think that's fair. I think what he lacked in uh, in time this year, I think he made up for in the sheer quantity of great matches that he's had since coming to AEW, the, the Suzuki match, the Kingston match, the Dustin match, the Omega match. Um, I wasn't crazy about the Miro match, at least not uh, as much as other people seem to be, but um, match with Nick Jackson, match with Rocky Romero, uh, the most recent one being the hour-long draw with Hangman. I think even though he didn't wrestle for a few months, I think you can argue that just from sheer quantity of good to great matches uh, in a relatively short amount of time, it's definitely, he's definitely a second half uh, MVP as far as, as far as that. But yeah, I think if you're looking, if you're looking the year over, I would probably give it to to Shingo um, just because if you take him out of that, very banged up and pandemic hurt new Japan main event scene. And we're looking at more like Naito versus evil matches or something in his place. Uh, That would have been rough. So I think he maybe gets like most valuable player or best male wrestler from me just for things could have, would have been much worse if he were not there. I think WWE television quality pay-per-view main events would be about the same quality, whether or not Roman Reigns was where he was or not. Um, I And I think AEW produced a lot of high quality wrestling without Brian Danielson. So I think if you're, if we're talking bell to bell and who was there, they're the year long MVP for their promotion. Yeah. I think I can, I think I can make a stronger case for Shingo than maybe anybody else. I think that's fair. All right. And that will move us right along to the third category here. We, uh, we had best tag team. And uh, again, some interesting choices. We had Jurassic Express. We had the Briscoes. We had Darby Allen and Sting. We had the Usos. We had FTR. We had RK Bro. We had Zack Sabre Jr. and my man Tai Chi. And of course, the Young Bucks. And the winners of their respective polls were, in fact, the Young Bucks. And maybe a little bit of an upset, Darby Allen and Sting, another sort of, I guess they were together for most of the year. They didn't have a great quantity of tag team matches, but they had the cinematic match and then uh, I guess four or five TV matches since then. And uh, Young Bucks, however, handily, handily, uh, a very one-sided poll defeated Darby Allen and Sting to be named tag team of the year of 2021. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Hang on, I'm sorry. Darby Allen and Sting won? No, Young Bucks won. Okay. (laughs) Young Bucks destroyed. Darby Allen made it, Darby Allen Sting made it to the finals, and then were crushed by the Young Bucks. I see. There's a serious lag issue that I'm trying to deal with. <laughs> um, 
and whether that's talking about the quality of this audio call or the quality of my brain, I'm not exactly sure which, but there's a serious lag problem that I'm trying to overcome right now. Um, Young Bucks, uh, Penna and Phoenix match at what show was that? Uh, it was all out. All out. Yeah. That's one of the best matches I've ever seen. And maybe the best, maybe the best tag match I've ever seen. So just for that alone, uh, I have no problem if you pick the Young Bucks. Um, even though I um, have heat with them because I have to watch their YouTube show every week. <laughs> Which I should have heat with your boss over that. <laughs> I've, by the way, I would like to point out that they ended their streak of consecutive weeks with the BTE before I ended my streak of consecutive weeks covering BTE. So I, they blinked first in the staring contest. It was like 86 consecutive weeks that I covered the show and that they put a show out and then they didn't release an episode. So first of all, I beat WCW. Second of all, I beat Eric Bischoff. Third of all, I beat the Young Bucks. That's really what I'm most concerned with in this category. But uh, yeah, yeah, the Young Bucks are great. I got no problem with the Young Bucks winning that award. Yeah, and again, they they wrestled on television as much as anybody this year and had great matches with teams like Jurassic Express, teams like uh, there was that weird like Eddie Kingston Penta team that got through together because of pandemics and injuries. (laughs) They wrestled like three times. Yeah. Uh, you know, more recently they've been with uh, the best friends crew and everything. So, uh, the six men's with uh, with Adam Cole, uh, my favorite spot in professional wrestling is when the Young Bucks do a big song and dance, and then they stop what they're doing and give Adam Cole a little kiss. It's the best spot in professional wrestling today, by far. It's not even. I don't even know what's in second place, but it's not close. But uh, yeah, I think I think the the listener slash the Twitter followers got this one right. Yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna argue. And moving on to what will be the final category for this part one, we have the best slash most entertaining talker. I tried to uh, be a little bit more specific by making it more vague, because if I was saying best promo, there's people that I would put in that I would not put in these polls (laughs) that I put in these polls because I sort of uh, phrased it a little bit differently. So the most entertaining talker. Uh, we had people like Dr. Britt Baker. We had Dan Housen because people love that dude. Uh, speaking of people that people love that I don't really get, Dan Lambert, I put him in there. Uh, Becky Lynch, MJF, Edge, Roman Reigns. And I threw Adam Cole in there because I thought he was really trying in his promos in NXT in a time where that show was was pretty uh, missable. Um, and he, and if for no other reason than that promo, he cut on carrying cross where he, he said that, uh, if you took away the lights and the fog and the girl, you're nothing. And then they did that on raw and <laughs> he was proven to be a prophet. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite things that's happened. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to that maybe more in part two, but, uh, yeah, one of my favorite things in professional wrestling this year was the, <laughs> was the assassination of carrying cross by, uh, by the coward Vincent man. And uh, and yeah, and Adam Cole uh, laying that out was uh, was very nice for me. But uh, the winners of those respective polls were Becky Lynch and perhaps not surprisingly MJF, 
who won his poll quite handily. They faced off in the finals here. And uh, again, we have a lot of AEW people winning. Maybe every category is going to be won by an AEW person, spoiler alert. But uh, MJF won best on interviews and promos or slash most entertaining on uh, the mic. Uh, I, I will say I get why someone would vote for MJF. I think he's, he is entertaining, um, but he would not be my pick, I don't think. Was CM Punk in this poll? <laughs> I didn't hear his name. Uh, no, I did not put him in there. I, I mean, look, I think it comes down to what you like. It, it comes down to what you like. It's, we all like ice cream. Some people like chocolate. Some people like vanilla. Some people like strawberry. I would pick Becky Lynch out of that group. Uh, I would pick CM Punk probably overall. Uh, I think he's the best talker in wrestling. And it's not even particularly close. I think Becky Lynch is the best promo in WWE. And I don't think it's particularly close. MJF is good, but to me, he is, I don't know, the second coming of Roddy Piper thing. It's like, yeah, he's good, but it's, he's too campy for me. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. there's, there's, it's, he, he does his best not to wink at the audience, but his stuff just comes across so campy to me that it is a wink at the audience. <laughs> and him and CM Punk, trying to uh, uh brett and sean each other and sunny days each other on their promos uh this year i thought was very entertaining but i think cm punk's the best talker in wrestling i think he's the best talker in that company mjf has a has a place but like i said i, I find him too campy um to take seriously there and i think becky lynch is the best promo in wwe and even if she's miscast as a heel, she has done her best to explain her being a heel to the audience in a way that's a little bit more than just, oh, you fans uh, turned on me. It's it's <laughs> even if that's kind of the heart of the argument, she's tried to put a spin on it. And um, like the only segments that I don't that I. of the time, 100% of the time pay attention to in WWE are Becky Lynch promos. So I think, I think she's the best talker in that company. I think Punk's the best talker in AEW, not to uh, uh, crap all over your uh, choices for the poll here, but, and I think MJF is too campy, but I think he's good. So there you go. Yeah. It's not that I, I don't think MJF is good. And yeah, Punk probably should have been in, in here. It's one of those things where, I uh, I did these polls at like midnight on a <laughs> on a on a Wednesday night, and maybe if I had uh, if I had t- thought about it for more than about thirty minutes each, there would probably be more names in there. But uh, yeah, I uh, I think Punk is Punk is a good choice. MJF thing to me is also like there was a period like during I think near the end of that Jericho feud, and then when he got into the 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 pill the brief sort of like Pillman thing. And it just felt like we were trying to get real edge lordy with uh, with with his stuff for a while there, and it's, sure. and I didn't think it was particularly compelling as far as like making you want to see him get beat up. I think he is a good talker, in the sense that he can be very entertaining 
in and he can carry a longer talking segment in a company that maybe doesn't have a ton of guys who are who are good at that. So I don't I don't want to take away from his his skill set. I do think he's there. I think he's a guy whose skill set would despite maybe not being a big guy would probably translate to WWE if he went because he's very good at talking and talking for long periods of time. Um, so I don't want to take that away from him, but yeah, I, I think punk, I think punk did a really good job. I think, I think the X may be wearing thin on a little people. I still think Roman Reigns does a pretty effective job at his character and um, it, he, you know, it, they haven't built up a lot of strong opponents for him because you know, they don't have to. Right. And they don't feel like it, but I thought him and Cena uh, had a, had a pretty good back and forth. I might just say John Cena, honestly, because he came back for like three weeks and felt like the biggest star in all of wrestling for those three weeks he was back. So like I could make a case for, for Cena, even in his brief tenure, but if we're talking like a guy who was around all year, like, yeah, maybe I would, I would give the nod to Roman Reigns just because he's, I think he's consistent. Like I said, I think the verbiage again is very similar, kind of what you were saying with Becky, there is there is a lot of repeating of catchphrases and and hitting the same kind of bullet points a lot of the time, but I do think he's a, a very effective character and he's dialed into something that he had never previously dialed into in the last couple of years. So um, as far as really feeling like a top tier act in, in WWE, like a tippy top act, so I think I I would put him up there. I think Big E does a really good job um, with uh, when he is given the chance to be to cut more serious promos. And then, yeah, obviously punk punks, uh, you know, come back and, and we'll talk about that later. in uh, in part two of this, when we get into the best shows and the best moments of, uh, of, of, of uh, 2021, talk about a vague idea for a poll, uh, best moments coming up in, in part two of this, uh, I think punks comeback promo and sort of the, the love affair uh, that CM Punk, the Super Bowl of love, if you will, that CM Punk <laughs> has had with, with pro wrestling fans in every city except Long Island, um, <laughs> which actually, honestly, that Long Island promo CM Punk cut might be enough for me to give him my nod as well, because he was he really like reveled in it the way that like no one since that time Shawn Michaels was in Montreal and healed on Hulk Hogan has uh, has reveled getting booed uh, yeah. in, a, in a in a in somebody else's hometown. So I thought, uh, yeah, I think Punk, I think Reigns, I think Biggie. I think Becky are all are all really good choices for for your for your top talker of uh, of 2021. All right, well that will begin to wrap us up here for part one. Thank you everybody for listening. Whether you do so on Spotify or on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, or if you're on the YouTube uh, TWL underscore podcast on YouTube, you can find us. And if you prefer to watch slash listen to your uh, podcast you can find us there as well uh thanks everybody for listening if you if your app allows you to like rate us or review us we would appreciate that we would like more people to listen to the show and if you could uh, help us out with that that does actually help us kind of bump us up in uh, search algorithms and stuff like that so if you have the time to do that we would appreciate that we have a uh, part two of this coming i guess next week from the time you're hearing this this is of course around the time of christmas uh, and then the next week will be uh, uh, in all of these shows are live, of course. So we will uh, we'll be bringing you part two of this live uh, next week. But uh, for the new yeah, year. Think, yeah, that's right. That's right. We will be in 2022 live we, talking we, about. We'll be counting down to the new year at midnight. 
That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I've had a lot of fun talking about reminiscing walking down memory lane. You've still got a lot of exciting categories to talk about in part two. We've got best matches, best shows, best moments. And uh, I'll probably be putting, uh, we'll, I will have put out a, a question on the, on Twitter just to ask people their kind of their single favorite thing that happened in wrestling in 2021. So I uh, look forward to reading off some of those responses as well. So lots to look forward to uh, with uh, the second part of our 2021 in review when we talk about what we liked, but more importantly, what you, the listener, liked. Uh, all right. I think I've, uh, I've yammered for quite a bit here, uh, filling a little bit of time. Uh, anything else that we need to get into before we get out of here this week, Ethan? I would just like to say happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. It's been an interesting year and maybe, maybe this next year will be better than the last, but uh, we won't find out until we get there. So until then I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And we'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Adios. Christmas. May all your dreams come true. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Now, here are this week's bonus features. Look who's back. Regis is back. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got a beautiful Christmas sweater on there, But you listen, look at yours. You look like a perverted uncle. I do look like a perverted uncle. It's true. I'm like creepy uncle for Christmas. <laughs> Very creepy guy. <laughs> Just play the music. Okay. Play the One music. more Christmas song. <laughs> Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane. Snow is glistening. A beautiful sight Well, we're happy tonight Walking in a winter wonderland Gone away is the bluebird And here to stay is a new bird He sings a love song as we go along Walking in a winter wonderland Let me take it, son In the meadow we can build a snowman Yeah Pretend that he is Parson Brown. What happened on that accent? He'll say, I am married. We'll say, no man. Well, you could do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire. Go reach. As we dream by the fire. To face unafraid the plans that we made. Walking in a winter wonderland. Okay, get up and dance, You could do the job when you're in town. And later on, 
will conspire as we dream by the fire to face on the fray the plans that we made walking in a winter wonderland oh yeah a walking in a winter wonderland Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Now, here are this week's bonus features. Try to keep on keeping on.